Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive into the Word of God, the forefront, uh, the thing that's at the center of our lives is the, the Word itself. So Colossians chapter 1, um, and it says, verse 27, it says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28, whom we preach. We talked about a few podcasts ago how Christ is the message. The message is Christ. But it says here, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the message. When you preach, you preach Christ. When you preach healing, you preach Christ. When you preach salvation, you preach Christ. You're preaching the finished work of the cross. But along with preaching and teaching, what you're also doing is warning. The message, part of the message is a warning. You know, there's many aspects to the gospel. There's there's what Jesus did for us. There's who we become because of it. There's also what we must do to uh, attain eternal life, what we must do to receive eternal life, how we must endure. It isn't that if you give your heart to the Lord once and then don't pay any attention. The Bible says for those who continue in the hope of the gospel. And so there's a warning that comes with the gospel. And, and this is something that has to be implanted on the inside of our heart, that there's a warning with the gospel. There's, people have this idea like the Old Testament was full of God's wrath. I remember, uh, I remember uh, soul winning years ago when I was probably a teenager, a young adult, and, and was on the beach with the youth and, and walked up to this guy and just started talking to them about Jesus. And he's like, yeah, you know, the Lord really, uh, the, God really mellowed out when he had a kid. And just that expression, like there's one God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. But he's the same. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wanted to have mercy, but there is actually wrath. There is wrath headed for sins. There's a, there's a, a day of judgment. There's a day of destruction that's coming for sins. The question is, it's like if you've seen those, um, if you see those, uh, like war movies or action movies where they put like a tracker on this person and then they like shoot off a missile or something and it's and it's headed for this tracker. So wherever the tracker is, that's where the missile's gonna hit, right? And so you, you see this the the tracker stuck to this person, but or it's in his hat. It's been implanted into his hat. But then he gives his hat to somebody else and then, you know, whatever. It's like there's wrath, there's destruction headed for the sins of man. So when the judgment time comes, if your sins are forgiven, they're thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. You don't take on judgment because your sins have been washed from you. But if you're still in your sin, it is God doesn't want man to be caught in the crossfire, but there's sin that has to be judged. And so God will judge the sin and man gets caught in the crossfire. So man receives that judgment for what he did in his body. And so there's a, people have this idea of like, there's this God of the Old Testament who, you know, was, 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 you know, killing people and destroying whole nations and, you know, very severe. And then the New Testament, he's just, you know, he changed his personality, but there's a day of judgment coming. And so we as Christians have to be careful that we don't just spend our time listening to preaching the, yes, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, but you know, there's a lot of it's the warning that keeps us staying the straight and narrow. The gospel is equal parts. You want to go to heaven as it is, is avoid hell. There is no in between. So, so if someone, some people get saved, the Bible says, rescue them um, through fear. So there's some that you have to, the, the, the Bible says, warn the unruly. So there's some that those who, who disobey the gospel and are heading down a, a, a wrong path that you have to say, hey, if you don't change, you, there's a destruction coming. 
and you're going to get caught in the crossfires. This is not going to turn out well for your eternity. And then at the same time, you preach the goodness of God. Man, God loved you. God has a plan for your life. God loved you so much that he would send Jesus. So the gospel is both. People repent because God is so good to deliver them from the judgment. And so we must remember as Christians that there's a warning that's a part of the gospel. It's like any good parent. You know, my, my son's going to be nine months old pretty soon. And so I'm, uh, he's, he's crawling, he's pulling himself up on things, but he's discovered what power outlets are, right? And so now we've got these power outlet covers, but then there's also these like these plants that he like tries to put his fingers into. But what he would do, if we didn't check him, he'd walk over, he'd put his fingers into the dirt, his hands would be covered in dirt, and then he'd pull his hands out and put his dirt, dirty fingers in his mouth. So there's things that, my, that I'm responsible to do as a parent is to keep him from eating dirt. You know, the other day we set him on the ground and, and we were with a bunch of people and, and he crawled under the table. And then when my wife grabbed him, he had picked up a croissant and had a cru- half a croissant in his mouth. <laughs> he was like getting ready his first bite of real food, right? Just, I mean, that's kind of not a bad thing to eat. Uh, it's, you know, what was the first thing you ever ate? Well, it was a croissant. Yeah, some people, most people start with applesauce, but our boy started with a croissant. But he had it in his mouth. But he doesn't know how to chew. He doesn't know how to swallow. He's not, you know, our job is to keep the Legos out of his mouth. And so there'll be a time where we'll warn him verbally, hey, don't do that. And that's part of our relationship with the Lord. That's part of, of, of being under authority is being under people who don't just, who don't just tell you one side of it, who, who preach the full counsel of the word. The, the Bible says in 1 Timothy, it says, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. You know, there's churches where they don't give altar calls. Oh, well, if you'd like to know Jesus, you can come to our side room. No, you, when you have, when the gospel is the hottest, when the preaching is the hottest, that's when you give the call. You, call, you pull people in. There's, there's, there's preachers who refuse to preach the full counsel of the word. So we, and especially as young people, you have to look and realize that when you were born, you were born with a heart that doesn't run after God. Your born-again heart runs after God. Your, your, your old man runs away from the Lord, is rebellious. And so you keep a watch on this heart of yours. You keep your eyes, and you realize there's, there's my default, as, an, as if I'm not walking in the Spirit, is going to be to rebel against authority. But that's why, you know, it's like when, when teenagers leave their, or, or young adults leave their parents' home, there's like this new freedom. I can do whatever I want. I can stay up as late as I want. I can eat whatever I want. And that's when a lot of people backslide. But it's the same way. You, you get to an age where you're picking the church you go to, and there's some people who never settle. And it's because they, they, they can't take the, the, you could say, the harder side of the gospel, but it's really the gospel. We look at the story of Noah and how the Bible says God warned Noah of what was coming. Hebrews 11:7. Noah being warned of God of what was coming, prepared to ark to the saving of his family. I'm grateful. We should change our heart and say, Lord, thank you for the warnings. Thank you, Lord, I know there's a judgment day coming, and thank you for warning me. Thank you for telling me in the Bible what I need to guard myself against. Thank you for warning me and, and getting me ready for the day of judgment. That when I stand before you, it's not going to be a, a depart from me, I never knew you. It's going to be well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for showing me in the word where I can trip up. Thank you for showing me what the devil's devices are. So I'm not ignorant, so I don't, I'm not getting played all the time by the devil, and he's just taking advantage of me. Lord, thank you for warning me. Warning is part of the gospel. Warning is part of preaching. Warning is part of protecting the flock. You warn. 
You know, it's like kids. They need to be warned. Hey, if you see, there's certain things you don't touch. If you see a spider, you may like the look of them, but don't go pick them up, right? I remember when I was a kid in South Africa, we lived in this area where it was like right on this nature trail, this apartment. And I remember being outside. My brother and I would just go outside all the time. And he saw this spider, this, this bright colored spider. And so he grabbed a jar and then I grabbed a jar and he caught the spider and he was like so excited. He poked holes in the thing and he was like, it was an awesome looking spider. Like you saw it and you were like, it looks like a rainbow. And then I remember seeing a scorpion, you know, you know, things that you don't too often see around Florida. But I remember seeing a, a scorpion and like catching the scorpion and bringing it back inside. And so here I am probably six years old with a scorpion in a jar. And when I walked in, my mom wasn't having it. You know, I was excited. My brother's got this bright orange spider. And it was the next day of this bright, colorful spider. And it was the next day that I had this scorpion. And my mom was like, no, you're going to take that thing outside right now and you're going to kill it. And so I remember like, I still remember it. Like, oh, I was going to take it into my class. You know, what is a six-year-old doing with a scorpion in a jar? Things can only go poorly. You take it into a class of 20, 20 to 25 six-year-olds and you've got a scorpion in a jar that can be opened. You're asking for trouble. And so it was the right thing. My mom, you know, if I was 16, it's different. But a six-year-old with a scorpion in a jar, not the best idea. What's that? That's a warning. Hey, don't mess around with that. There's no upside. There's, there's only downside. So be careful. And so it is with the word of God. So allow the Lord to warn you. You know, there's people that the Lord will warn you of. You'll get it. We're supposed to be led by the inward witness. There's people in, in some, of, some people who are listening, some of your lives that you know, the Lord's warned you about them. It may be someone of the opposite sex, but there's, the Lord's warned you, hey, d- stay away from them. Don't get close to them. Well, you know, there's a lot I like about them, and I think there may be a future. When the Lord says no, the Lord has your best interest at heart, and that's what we need to remember, is that the Lord is on your side. He's not doing things to take away your fun. He's doing things to protect you, to keep you. There's, there's things that people have gotten into where, where, where there was a pastime where it was hanging out with a group of people that people have just, you know, it's fine, and the Lord tried to warn them, hey, don't, and then they, they push it away. And have gotten themselves in trouble and have gotten themselves into habits that they're trying, to, you know, 20 years later to kick, kick habits that they welcomed in when the Lord said, hey, have nothing to do with those people. So the Holy Ghost is there to warn us and to keep us. You know, the warnings of the Lord are like the, like the bumpers on a bowling alley. When you bowl, I know most adults don't bowl with bumpers, but humor me on this. You, you bowl, it's like you, you want to head right down the middle, but people get off course. And over the course of time, it would it would go and you, you could get into the gutter. The bumpers are there to bounce you back. You listening to the word of the Lord is there to bounce you back. And so it's there to keep you on course. Psalm 119, verse 10 and 11 says, uh, well, verse 9 says, The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, more to be desired than they are than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. And in the keeping of them, there's great reward. And then Jeremiah 6 verse 10 says, To whom shall I speak and give warning that he may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. And even if you're, if you're, you know, still living with your parents or if you're 18 or under and your parents warn you, the Lord puts people. We, we, we get to a place where we think we know everything, but the Lord puts people for your help, where they can look and say, hey, this relationship that you're in, I just want to warn you, this isn't right. Be careful. Hey, that's not the one for you. This isn't it. Oh, no, the Lord spoke to me. You know, the amount of people that have told me, I know the Lord spoke to me when it comes to a 
a significant other. You know, I know this is the one for me. And then six months later, they're not together. And then they're saying, man, I dodged a bullet. People who are, are spirit, people who've grown up in Christian families who serve the Lord, love the Lord on the word, you know, in worship, soul winners. And then, yeah, I know the Lord spoke to me. And then six months later, you know, not with that person. I thought you said the Lord spoke to me. Yeah, no, he didn't. That was just, so, so the Lord puts people there in your life to be able to warn you and to be able to keep you in the right way. Now, we're going to do this as a two-part because the next one I'm going to go over some. I've gone over a few here, but I'm going to go over some things that I believe that we in this day and age need to be warned about. And so some practical things. I'm going to give you some actual warnings, if you'll let me. Some things that will help you stay, uh, know what to look out for. The Bible says we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, so we have to be vigilant and understanding how he comes and what he comes with. And so some of these pitfalls that I believe are the major pitfalls. We're going to do that on the next podcast. I'm going to read a few more scriptures here. Ezekiel 3, verse 17. Son of man, I've made you a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me. If When I say unto the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him not warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life. See, a warning can save your life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will require at your hand. As a minister, it's my responsibility actually to warn people. And then um, uh, Acts chapter 20. And I'm going to read verse 20, um, 26. I declare today that I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, that's not my fault. Now, this is Paul talking to the, the church of Ephesus, and he says, you'll never see my face again. And then he says, so guard yourself in God's people. Feed the shepherd in God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day and with many tears for you. He says, uh, uh, King James says, how I warned you night and day. And so we have a responsibility to receive God's warnings from his word and from his people. And so we're going to start on the next one with this point where he says false teachers are going to rise up. Be careful of those whose only message is grace, is everything's going to be okay. And there's no preaching on sin. There's no preaching on the rapture. There's no preaching on holiness. There's no preaching on purity. There's no preaching on God refining you and changing you. Everything's how God wants to bless you. You know, I I joke with my wife, we were saying today, (laughs) just joking in like, anyway, um, but we were saying, we're pretending to have like coming up with church names. And I was like, well, what about enjoy your life ministries? And, uh, and we're, uh, we're not, and then the the tagline was, we're not all about souls. We're about people too. So we'll just joke about things like that. But there's places out there where they refuse to give people warning. And there's people who are in hell today because preachers didn't preach the way they should have. So ask the Lord, Lord, what are areas that you've warned me that I haven't listened? Ask them today when we end this podcast. Take a few moments and ask the Lord, Lord, is there any area in my life where I'm missing it, where I'm walking off? And actually allow him to speak to your heart. I'm telling you, the sooner you can correct, the better. It only gets harder to repent the longer you, you, you disobey. So let today be a fresh reminder. Lord, is there anything where you've warned me and I've not listened? Lord, I want to be quick to hear and quick to respond. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.